Chase Ramsey. Me and Chase went to Jason Isbell concert in LaGrange yeah. um, last Thursday, and it was a really good time. My brother gave us tickets, and I really appreciate my brother doing that. Yeah. If you haven't been to the Sweetland Amphitheater in LaGrange, I highly suggest going there, find a show that you want to go watch, and, and do that. Blues Travelers coming in October. Then you have Leanne Rhymes is going to be there. Tracy Bird, if you want to go hear somebody sing uh, Watermelon Crawl. Uh, didn't he do that? <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah I think so. so. But uh, for sure, go check out Sweetland Amphitheater. And we're going to be talking about wrestling. Um, I got about 12 questions. My first question is, who's your favorite professional wrestler of all time and why? Jeremy? Now, I'm going to have to say, of all time, it's going to be like, really? It's probably going to be Kevin Nash. When I was little, you know, we moved around a lot, doing being in the military, all around the military and stuff. Um, my uncle, Uncle Chuckster, he sent me my very first wrestling figure. It was Kevin Nash. He said, you've got to check this guy out. It was when he was in WCW. And then on, I got into wrestling and watched Kevin Nash. That jackknife powerbomb, man, it was just, just awesome looking at me back then. And he, You know, he, he was good. He was, I thought he was good as Diesel when he was with, before he went to WCW, then he formed the NWO, man, which is one of the biggest, probably the biggest faction of all time. Chase, what you got? So, growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch uh, WWF because, you know, it was violent. They had bad language, so I had to watch WCW. So, uh, probably growing up, my favorite was Goldberg because I was like right in the middle of the streak and all that stuff. But, uh, once I got allowed to watch WWF, uh, it'd probably be Stone Cold. That's probably the most basic answer. But yeah, well, I don't know because mine's pretty basic too. Uh, I'm older than you two, so my favorite wrestler is Captain Insano. Oh jeez, <laughs> look, whoa! <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. He shows no mercy. Um, <laughs> my favorite wrestler is Ric Flair, of course, the Nature Boy. Um, I know I've told this story a hundred times, but I met him. We ate lunch at the Applebee's over on Airport Thruway in Columbus. <clears throat> so that's my favorite wrestler. He's always been my favorite wrestler. What do you think is the most memorable moment in professional wrestling? I mean, there's so many. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the top of the list, if I had a list, at the top of the list would probably be the formation of the NWO. Hulk Hogan turning heel after like so many years of being the big baby face hero. And then probably the Mankind Undertaker Undertaker Hell in a Cell match was probably number yeah. two. When he threw him off the top of the cell and threw him through the cell at the top, pretty big deal. Um, I would have to say the formation of DX is probably a good one. When they not the one of Shawn Michaels, but the one like when they said he dropped the ball and went home when he got he left for a while. And then I mean, then Owen Hart, the Owen Hart passing was probably one of the top ones too. But you also have the moment where DX goes and takes over Nitro. Yeah, that was great when they tried to invade. That was that was yeah. that was during that point. That was when that DX army formed on Triple H and they brought in the New Age Outlaws, right. X Pac and China. Mine is uh, when Stone Cold shot Vince McMahon with the beer truck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was I great. Think, yeah. And then one that I saw the other night, which is really iconic, 
is when Kurt Angle comes out with the milk truck. Milk, yeah, that was great. <laughs> I thought that was really good. You know, you know, in the modern era, they don't really have too many of those big moments. You know, after the Attitude Era and the newer stuff, like it's like you know, it's, it's a really good one. Is I guess maybe Sting finally coming to WWE was probably in the more yeah. recent years. AJ Styles finally making the move to WWE again. There hasn't really been here lately like some big big moments. Yeah, not not recently. Not yeah. ones that people like. Unless you just watch it or know who it is. I mean, it's really not that big of a moment. Yeah, it's not like as culturally relevant now as yeah. like when we were kids and growing up. I mean, because you could show anybody the Undertaker Mankind match. If you had heard about it or seen it, or they're gonna watch it, and at the end of it, they're gonna say, "Dang, like that. That's real. That's real pain." And then you also have Shane McMahon jumping off the cage. Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy. Because you think he doesn't have to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's the owner's son. He's part oh. owner of WWE. Not that, anymore. When he jumped off the uh, jumbotron thing, yeah, yeah, when he just fell backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of him, man, it is rumored that he has signed with AEW. Might, so everybody's kind of questioning: Did he sign with AEW, or is he going to show up like Monday Night Nitro and say he bought the company under, you know, McMahon buying it? Uh, which wrestler has the most impressive in-ring skills? Yeah, I mean. There's so many of them, and it, you know, going we're going back when we were growing up, there's so many. You know, we had Shawn Michaels was really good. I mean, they called him the Showstopper. Triple H was pretty was good. I mean, Stone Stone Cold, The Rock, those those big names back then, yeah, had some of the best in ring work. But if you were to really look, I guess at more of like the you know who aren't like the top stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shelton Benjamin comes to mind. He's really good in the ring. He's he does, he's not good as he's not really all that good on the mic, but his ability in the ring itself is is really really good. Thanks, what you got? I think as far as like entertainment, like wrestling, it would definitely have to be like the Hardys or yes, like yeah, Edge, you know, somebody who, all the ones who just do like the crazy stuff. That like, the the TLC match of yeah at WrestleMania when them the Dudleys and Edge and Christian yeah, that's what that I was, was that was pretty good. And you got Brett Hitman Hart. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah. And the Hart Foundation. All those guys, you know, they wrestled, wrestled. Yeah. Know. All the guys, you know, like Angle. But yeah, you know, like the Hart, you know, they had the, the Hart Dungeon where Stu Hart trained them all. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you can tell when, when those who were like, oh, I got trained by so-and-so, and then those who were like, I guess you got trained by somebody and know what they're doing. Yeah. All right, on the flip side of that, who's the worst? Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. Ronda Rousey is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, just absolutely horrible. Um, I'll be honest with you. Goldberg. Goldberg. Goldberg's like, bad. Watching his old, I'm like, man, I love that guy, but he sucked, man. Like, he yeah. had like it, four moves. And I'll be honest with you, Mankind really wasn't that good. Mankind would just, just put his body on the line every time. Like he, he just took, he just took the most brutal shots ever. Right. I mean, I can, I agree with that. But he's entertaining. He he knew what he was doing. He knew his okay, this is my niche. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna lose about three teeth and one to come out of my nose. You know. He was able to sacrifice him uh sacrifice his body yeah. for the sport. Yeah, exactly. He didn't mind doing it. Like when they set the table on fire. Yeah. And yeah. Edge speared him. Speared him through it. Yeah. I just saw that on TikTok the other day. <laughs> now who has some of the best comical in ring work? It's probably Ric Flair. Just when he's like staggering and he just falls down. 
Yeah. And he runs up over the turnbuckle. I mean, he has some of the best, like, stuff like, really? Okay. It was great, though. What are your thoughts on the current state of women's wrestling and the progress it's made in the recent years? Honestly, I will say, like, if you watch it now, it's like they're actually wrestling. Right. You know, it's they're still not up to, like, doing the stuff that the men are doing. But, you know, back in the day, like, they were just out there. Like, they were either the managers or yeah. you had, like, stupid, like, St- you only had like any matches and stupid yeah, stuff like that. You only had like two or three who were actually could wrestle. Like Lita and Trish Trash were probably the top two and only the two back then. Yeah. I mean Sable was okay, but not really all that good. But now it's it's good and it's a lot better. But WWE has this one big problem: is these part timers mm-hmm. who come in out of nowhere or they come in just for like the big you know mm-hmm. big SummerSlam, all that, and then they kind of they're not there every week like they should to make them. To me, to help boost some of these new folks coming up. I mean, you have you have people like Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson, yeah, and Sonny, who everybody knew while they were out there. Yeah, had yeah. no skills whatsoever. Yeah. No. I was like, I don't think I remember any of them ever actually having a match. They had matches, but it was nothing like yeah. it was always a gimmick. Yeah, it was it was a evening gown match. It was a Playboy match. It was a brown panties match. It was you know, you know, they're out there as a as a tag team, but the winning tag team gets them as a manager, like Terry Runnels. Who do you think the best women's wrestler is right now? Probably, probably Becky Lynch. Probably the yeah, that's who I would say. Really, yeah. Becky Lynch. I would honestly say Charlotte Flair. She's when she's there, she's good. Yeah, Bailey's good. Uh, Bianca Belair. I mean, she's okay. I think she has a little more hype to her, but just but I don't think she's really all that good. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley is really good. Like, I mean, I would say Natalia has is it was was she, I know she's not around as much, but she was she had good skills. You know, being trained by the Hart, being being part of the right. Hart family, you can see it in her her style. It's very Hart. How big of a threat do you think AEW is to WWE? Zero, zero. It, when you watch AEW, it is a garbage show. Like it is just all over the place. They keep trying to make CM Punk. Be the face of the company, and nobody cares anymore about CM Punk. I mean, they just—he just—he's—he's shown—he's just an asshole. I mean, and he is. I gotta edit this, Jeremy. Oh, he's a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but really, like, and, and they've took these other stars. They've got like, oh, we've got John Moxley. Okay, he didn't really do much as Dean Ambrose, and he's not doing much as John Moxley. He's in and out of rehab. They have. But AEW has some good stars in it. They're just not being utilized to their full potential. Right. I mean, they've got Kenny Omega. You've got Darby Allen, who's being who's being groomed by Sting. I mean, use them. Jericho's there, and but they can't rely on Chris Jericho to be around much longer. He, no offense to Jericho, he's old. He's old, yeah. Yeah, he's still in good shape, and he can still do stuff. But and know, I think you get to a point to where, you know, you want to go do other things too. Right? Yeah, Chris yeah. Jericho. Got a band. Yeah, he may want to yeah. wrestle, but he wants to focus on his band yeah. and that kind of stuff. Now yeah. they have Adam Cole and like Britt Baker. They're both really good. I enjoy their stuff, but they don't really have much going on over there. And like I said, I mean, they got a lot of stars who are they're kind of like the WCW. They've got these older stars that just can't do enough anymore. Like they've they've got the Hardys. Unfortunately, the Hardys can't fly around, and one can't stay at a rehab. And I hate it. But you know, it used to be you had organizations like. ECW mm-hmm. that was good, and uh, 
TNA. Yeah, TNA used good. to be really good. And but now it's just WWE. That's it. Yeah, all these other promotions just they just they get the stars that WWE just couldn't use or they couldn't make them WWE and they come over here and like, I'm gonna be something over here. Man, you're in a company that doesn't give a crap and they're just there. Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as you get good enough there, WWE's just gonna offer you more money and Yeah, come right back. And which has happened to a lot yeah. of stars. And it's been good for them because they've come back and Vincent, like Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. left and came back and man, he's he was I really wish they could give him another push. Yeah. So Jerry the King Lawler came out and few years ago and started talking about scripted promos. What do you think about scripted promos versus letting, uh, letting the uh, athlete be have creative freedom? It's hard to do, I think, for the faces because, you know, you have to be the good guy. You can't just sit there and trash talk like you could if you're a villain where you have the more freedom. You can – the more you antagonize them, the better you're doing. Yeah. But we saw even with the when the when they gave the rock those those few minutes on the mic when he asked for it, it made him a star. Let him do yeah. it. Cena didn't I mean Cena does his own promos probably at this point. Like Stone Cold. There's no way his stuff was scripted. No. Because when he did Austin three sixteen, they had no idea he was gonna say that because they were like yeah. we said it, he saw they were like, Oh, oh, okay. And it, it stuck. Yeah. I think you can have it scripted. To a point, like you can't just say, "Hey, you got to go out here and say this word for word, no matter what," because you never know if you're gonna go out there and like start getting booed and you're not expecting it. Yeah, or, they they, they got to play the crowd. Yeah, and you, I've seen like clips before where they're like, what they're saying isn't like you can tell it's scripted. Yes, okay. you see that in, and you see that a lot more now than you do when they other something to do what they wanted. Just make it organic. Let, let it just flow. All right. Speaking of that, who do you think has the best persona in wrestling history? Whoa. I mean, you have a lot of big names. Stone Cold, The Rock, Flair. Undertaker. Undertaker. Probably Undertaker. He he has adapted his persona so many. But I would say, really, The Undertaker has had the most adaptations and changes to keep him singing relevant. And I would say... Probably Triple H right behind him. You know, when he started, he was, in, even you know, he was in WCW. He was playing the, the aristocrat, and he was the aristocrat Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Then he forged in Triple H, and it just, and it just, he kept, and it stayed that way. You know, everyone telling him knows yeah. him. Those two to me have really took their role, and have always evolved it to be something more. You know, I mean, Stone Cold did, but once, once he said, "I'm Stone Cold," it, it was, it was, yeah. it was a golden thing. Yeah. But if you think about the Undertaker, he went from being the Undertaker when he comes out to the height of Undertaker turning into American Badass. Yes. And then turning back into the Undertaker. Yeah. I mean, he completely changed his gimmick. Yeah. And he actually changed the audience, kept the fans. Well, you know, when he started, he was not even considered to be the dead man. Mm -hmm. He was considered to be a Western mortician. Mm -hmm. Then he became... Mm -hmm. The Undertaker. That's when they dropped The Undertaker. They called him Undertaker because he became the dead man and all that. Then American Badass, the, then he's Big Evil, and then he's back to what, what he you know, retired as. What do you think the best storyline has been in wrestling? I mean, you have, you know, so many to choose from. You've got Dom. 
Dominic. Yeah, that yeah. was probably the worst one. Yeah, <laughs> the custody battle. Yeah, that was uh, determined mean, by a letter match. Honestly, it becomes so storyline. I mean, in more recent time, like in like the current run right now, the bloodline has probably been the best one. I mean, it's just been the build up, the betrayal now. All that's been pretty good. That's all they've had. They haven't really anything else been going on. But of all time, though, I mean, dude, there's so many. Um, yeah. The one Triple H went to Vegas with Stephanie McMahon and got well, she's passed out. And, yeah. yeah. I mean. And then the uh, love triangle with Kurt Angle. Just a Stone Cold versus McMahon storyline. It lasted his for so long. Yeah. Always antagonize him. I mean, hit him with a bedpan in the in the yeah. in the hospital. I mean, it's so good. Like Kane and the Undertaker, great yeah. I mean, the build up and then Kane's arrival, where he ripped the door off the Hell in a Cell. It's just stuff like that. You can't beat. You can't. You, you can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, Vince. Like whenever he like faked his death and all that stuff. Yeah, that <laughs> got weird. Then he then he had the what? What am I probably most favorite? Which was one of these much. stupidest ones I ever did. Was when Hornswoggle was 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 McMahon's illegitimate son. <laughs> yeah. That was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> when May Young gave birth to a hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Because like anybody can ride that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, but it didn't take much. They like, pull it off where you're like you're a kid and you're like, oh my god. I mean, is it your McMahon died in an exploding limo? Yeah. yeah. Is and, it even a debate? The Attitude Era. What's the best era of wrestling? No, I don't think so. I mean, you had like, I don't. There know. may there may have been better stuff like before, but at that time, like everybody was watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you go to school, you watch Raw on Monday, and then you go to school and you talk about it. Yeah, and then, yeah I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, there was you know, being like I said, overseas, there was still people walking around with NWO shirts yeah. on, Stone Cold mm-hmm. shirts. I mean, the what people? I mean, you saw it was so much involved in culture and. You just yeah. everybody was watching it or knew something what was going on because it was everywhere. And that's another storyline where Tony Schiavone on WCW yeah. announced to everybody that mankind was going to win the belt mm-hmm. yeah. on Raw. Raw. And everybody, and tuned, then everybody in. tuned in and to thing, Raw to watch. And it just messed up WCW that night. Yeah, and the thing was, they said after that happened, WCW never won the ratings again. Yeah. Because everybody was like, oh, this is great. That guy won. Like, that guy. Yeah. That's awesome. We're not watching Kevin Nash. We're watching Hulk Hogan, Goldberg. The same three or four guys who have creative control keep trying to top each other. Yeah. But, you know, I also I saw a thing on uh, Nitro when Eric Bischoff took over, and he fired that referee Yeah, yeah. on TV. <laughs> and then, no, he was sick. He, the referee was really sick. He yeah. had cancer. And he was going to get treatment, but they fired him that night. And then the following night on Monday night, uh, Nitro, he comes out with his kids. Yeah. And yeah, Bischoff fires him again. And they were in the town that the referee lived in. Yeah. And he said the next morning he gets to work, and he has letters on his desk from like the city council and all these different government agencies that was upset with him. For firing the guy on TV, and it's all just a it's a show, it's a show, yeah, yeah. You know? But they they were like, "Don't come back to this town. You're mm-hmm. never welcome here again." <laughs> and it was just a show. But it's like now, like you see the wrestlers now, and they'll like 
on Twitter or on Twitch, they don't even go by like their wrestler name. Mm-hmm. So you got like uh, what's his name? Uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah, he's Austin Creed. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he goes by his old names that he was using, which Austin I think is his first name, but. Yeah, I feel he like by his old TNA where he was like trying to be Apollo Creed. Yeah, back in the day it was like, I don't know, you just he, that's who he, they were. Who's the most underrated wrestler? Is it not Booker T? Yeah, Booker T's a good one. Yeah, Booker T's up there. I would say William Regal's up there too. Just good in ring work. He knew what he was doing, he knew the business very well. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin's another one, but but Booker T is probably the most underrated, underutilized. And I would say, honestly, Kane. Kane was underutilized for a long time. Yeah, you know they gave him like they unmasked him and they set him off as like a as a as a war. You know, like he's on the war path. They had him in chains. He came out. Everyone was scared of him. And then they did nothing with it. Like he just kind of just sizzled out. I think another one is uh like either Bubba Ray or Devon Dudley for sure. Yeah, they were they did really well. Like they made TNA fun to watch when they had the Aces and Eights. Yeah, and they were just a, they're still an amazing tag team. They were good, but like I feel like. In all their like big matches, it was like, oh, you got Edge spearing uh, Jeff, Jeff off the belt, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and yeah, everybody's just kind of, oh yeah. Also, the Dudley Boys were there. Yeah, they're they're putting about the tables. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they got overshadowed a lot. Yeah, they did. I mean, and unfortunately, you know, when you had those matches with Edge and Christian and the Hardys, it was hard not to be overshadowed because those two, those four, at their peak, I mean, they were just incredible to watch. I mean. High flying Jeff Hardy, he never knew what he was gonna do. What do you think about today's wrestling? Honestly, today's wrestling, it is insanely boring. Because, like you said, there's nobody worth watching right now. I mean, they have they brought Cody Rhodes in. He won the Royal Rumble. They let Reigns beat him at WrestleMania. So he took away all his momentum. Now he's got to rebuild it back up. And it's like he came in as like this dude was hot. Like yeah. people wanted to see him. He had the big match. He had come back. He, you know, when he first started, he had a big match with Seth Rollins, and the came. Mm-hmm. He had got hurt, came back, won the Rumble. Oh, we're gonna lose, he's gonna lose to Reigns. Like they have, they have had this big thing for Roman Reigns for like ten years now, and it's done nothing. Yeah, nobody cares because he's they're so tired of him being champion. He's been champion like three years now. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by and uh, doing this. It's always fun to sit around and talk with y'all. I want to thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, follow the website under the com. Follow the link tree. Subscribe to the link tree. Follow the Instagram page, LBHickman77. Appreciate everybody listening. Love each other. Take care of each other. Love y'all. And we'll see you next time under the perk.